When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. People are nicer in the South. They really are. Really? I think they are. And there's three people. Yeah. But they're, but they're slower. And I don't mean intelligence-wise. <laughs> They just move slow. They move more slowly. Right. It's like, hey, your house is on fire. Oh, all right. I'll get to that, but first I need to drink some sweet tea. <laughs> and I figured it out. It's the biscuits and gravy. It is. That's it. Everyone in the South moves like they've just had two helpings. They're like, I should have had that second. <laughs> this is a nine-year-old I'm pretending to be. <laughs> and you know, they're, they're eating biscuits and gravy f- for breakfast. They're yes. not coming home drunk and crazy late at night, you know, like, I'll eat anything. They're waking up and saying, time for cement. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> then at lunch, they're eating chicken and waffles. You know, the, the South will never rise again because they don't have the energy. <laughs> Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and today my plus one is the president, founder, and only member of the Eric Gronwall is So Cool Club, Stephen Michael. Welcome back to the show. Rock on, Eric Gronwall rules. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cool. He's yeah. so cool. You know, I always just kind of I think most people like uh, assume that uh, uh, your your lovely wife uh, thinks about somebody else while you guys are having your your intimate moments. Uh, have you ever actually encouraged her to think about Eric during those 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 times? 
<laughs> no, but we have a couple of pictures that are circulating <laughs> on the on the Amazon thing of like uh, her with Eric on uh, uh, on the Mork boat and stuff like that. So all yeah. right, fair enough. We're going to get more into that. Uh, so that's a little bit of a tease. But uh, um, first of all, welcome back. How are you, my friend? Uh, uh, Stephen Michael, of course, from the Growing Up Rock podcast. I should uh, give you a proper introduction. Yeah, I'm doing well, doing well. Just recuperating from uh, my uh, uh, exciting trip to Nashville this past weekend. Yeah, so like when people are listening to it, it's a few weeks back. So, of course, you're talking about Creatures Fest. Let me uh, ask you a couple of things. So uh, how far away is Nashville? Do you just drive to something like that or do you fly in? Yeah, no, it's great because it's a four-hour drive for us. Mm. So it's really short and sweet. Right on. Uh, and and uh, did you stay, stay on site for the entire event? We didn't because one of the ways that this trip was doable for us is that we used uh, Hyatt points. So we stayed about, I don't know, about two and a half miles away from uh, the hotel event. And that that was fine. It was no issue at all, really. All right. Um, now, and Jen went with you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, were there moments over the three days that you kind of looked around and just paused and said, uh, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. Probably. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing is that uh, the, um, the majority of those people are so one step ahead of me because, I mean, you may, you may not know this. I'm not, I like Kiss a lot, but they weren't the band for me. Uh, I didn't come in until Creatures of the Night and then I went, sort of forwards and then backwards and i knew of them i knew some of that stuff but i never saw them like creatures of the night was the first time i saw them so uh i consider myself a semi kissed hard i guess <laughs> part-time 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 yeah. or or uh, amateur maybe how about your wife is she big time or is she just like, whatever you want to do, Stephen, let's just go spend money on this nonsense. Yeah, you know, Jen, she's not into any of this stuff. She's not into, I mean, give her, give her a place to sit down and read her book and she's happy. She just likes to people watch. No, of course. Yes. Uh, we, we, uh, we, we both out kicked our coverages with our wives. Uh, uh, but yes, I've, I've, I've gotten to know your wife quite a bit. She's great. Um, so say yeah. hello to her if she doesn't listen to this, which why in God's name would she? Uh, uh, but Hell, we don't even listen to this. You or I. <laughs> once, <laughs> once it's recorded, it's gone. Oh, yeah. This is true. Well, actually, I, what I do is when it's done, I put it out there. But then I, I have a special one where I just eliminate everything but me talking. And then I sit in the dark and listen to that. Uh, well, yeah. Are you being for real or, or no? Not? I'm just kidding. Yeah, of course. Okay. Come on, man. <laughs> you said that with a little bit too straight of a face, so yeah. I wasn't sure. I'm getting good yeah, at no. selling this, man. Yeah, no, def definitely. I mean, uh, whether it's me editing or Sunny editing, if it's me editing once I edit it and send it off to the ether, mm. I don't listen to it again. If it's Sunny that edits, I listen to it because basically it's like a new episode for me. Sure. Um, I, if you want a serious answer, I obviously listen while I'm editing. I try to get one listen before, uh, it goes live just to make sure I didn't fuck anything up. Uh, because that happens sometimes too, where you all of a sudden there's like 15 seconds of space or 
I didn't slide something to the right spot, and suddenly there's an Aaron Camaro laugh at a really inappropriate moment and uh, <laughs> something like that. But uh, let's dial it back to Creatures Fest a little bit. Now, of course, anybody that uh, follows your show has got the full recap. But uh, for our, uh, anybody new to the, the event, let's touch on it a little bit. So it was a three-day event held in Nashville over Memorial Weekend. It, uh, it it promised to to all these sorts of grandiose uh, things. I think the biggest one was that Vinnie Vincent was going to play the entire Rio set. They were going to build the that tank stage for some reason and shove it into a hotel for him to perform it on. Um, all these things that uh, well, they sort of sort of happened, I guess. Uh, now, did you? Line now. I know we're we're gonna get into this here as we go. So, did you line up for the Vinny show? Did you know in advance that he was gonna be playing at seven instead of headlining? Yes, they sent out an email. Basically, most of the communications for the event they were pretty good, I would say, because. If something changed, they would send you an email. And I mean, for the most part, who doesn't see their emails pretty much in real time, right? So they send an email out maybe two hours before that event. So we did know that. Yes. Okay. Um, now, did you? How long did you stand in line? <laughs> yeah. So, so just saying that the event has changed and that Vinny is now going on at seven doesn't make it right. And, and they did that. But then two hours later, as we stood in line, we technically di didn't stand in line. So the line formed and it ran all the way through the concourse of the conference rooms, all the way through the lobby of the hotel. We sat in the lobby of the hotel and waited till the line started to move. Yeah. Once the line started to move and everybody went through security, we got in that line and moved with it. But once everything got through security and hung out, we waited another 40 minutes hmm. of just hanging out. So it was a pain in the ass. Let, let me ask you this. See if you can confirm something that I speculated uh, on, on our kind of recap of this. So what, do you, what would you say is the median age of the attendee? Best guess. Hey, uh, just real quick. So are you telling me that the Cobras and Fire Crew did a recap of uh, another event they didn't attend? Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, we did. Now, in fairness, uh, we didn't do a full episode. We did a segment. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, and I think we were qualified to do that. Uh, thanks to, uh, um, well, plenty of people out there. I'll, I'll give it up to the Shout Out Loud cast. I basically was at a Ron Keel concert. Uh, in, in northern Minnesota, uh, in MAGA country, and enjoying the music and in between just watching my Twitter feed for the latest Shout It Out Loudcast update. Uh. Yeah, it's, it's all good. I, I'm happy to to know that tradition continues. Yeah, yeah well, why, <laughs> we, we, we are pioneers in that sense. Uh. By golly, you are. That's a good thing. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, what was the question again? Well, uh, speculate for me, Stephen. What do you think the median age of the average attendee there was? Um, man, okay. If I had to guess, I would say... Late forties to late fifties, right. I think, is probably. So let's just a say fifty three, fifty four. Yeah, I think okay. that's a fair guess. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, but uh, look, we're, these are not twenty year olds. You do not pull this rock star nonsense. Go on late, Axel. Your your audience is way too like at least have something like, hey guys, 
Do what you fucking want. I'll let you know when there's something to actually do, but you do not need to stand here. I mean, it's not like they, I assume they didn't line up bench seating for everybody to kind of like, uh, you know, old, old men to kind of like take a little breather. And you know what? I'm sorry. Uh, typically, not the most felt human beings either. So they're a little more girth on the ankles and, and back, all that kind of stuff. So. Dude, this is going to be one of my pet peeves, and I don't want to get my pants hiked up around my uh, chest and go on a rant, but I'm going to rant real quick. Here we go. Uh, the number one issue, in my opinion, given the information that I just gave you, which is the demographic of the average KISS band is somewhere in the late 50s to 60s, yeah. mid 50s to 60s. I mean, I understand I'm not the best person in shape but there were a whole lot of people that were in way worse shape than me and that's not the point other than to be considerate of who you're fucking selling tickets to the point is this baco is i wanted to paint the picture of the clientele and then tell you that basically there were no chairs anywhere there were no chairs in the lobby there were no chairs in any of the concert venues it was standing nonstop for about six, seven hours if you wanted to see shows. There was, <laughs> there was probably, if I had to guesstimate, there was uh, roughly two benches outside the concert venues and about three, maybe four uh, chairs. And in the hotel lobby itself, which was, you know, that that was a good uh, 150, 200 yards away from the concert venues, uh, there was probably, you know, uh, well, I mean, it was a typical hotel lobby. So there were places to sit and things like that in the hotel lobby. But I mean, you you've been to this hotel before you okay. you were at you were at this hotel for rock and pop. It's same one. Okay. Rock and Pod okay. Three, the one where uh, we had the performances in the conference rooms. Okay. Remember, remember that? Absolutely, of course. Yeah. So that's where this all took place. They just they had the conference room that all the podcasters were set up in with the stage. That's where the main concerts at night happened, and then they used. Um, other conference room that was sort of outside and connected to the hotel that had like a big white dome over it. Uh, and they used that for Expo City for all the vendors. And then they had a stage set up in there as well where they did daytime like concerts and stuff. Uh, Jericho's band played in there. If, if I, if you're, if I'm witnessing what you're describing. C correct. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, again, but uh, now, now to me, I some of what I'm about to say is confirmed, and some is just educated speculation. I'm going to let people. I just I, I'm not at privy to kind of get too deep on some of that stuff. Um, but basically, Vinny pulled the I don't know what pulled the Vinny. You know, this is classic Chuck Berry. You know what? Show up at a show with a five thousand guarantee. Wait till everybody's in and say, "I'm not going on for another five unless you give me another five thousand dollars." Now the promoter's in a, in a tough, difficult spot. So I, I I understand a little bit, other than the fact that this guy has a track record, and you, you made grandiose promises with this guy as your fucking delivery item. Um, so the, the the things I'm getting at that uh, that because uh, there's there's 
back and forth, you know, and social media, it's been like Vinny was great. He proved he could still play. Suck at haters. From that spectrum all the way to he was horrible. I don't know what the hell you were listening. And then everything in between, right? I have my own, own opinion on his playing, but it's a little bit difficult to be too because I, there isn't any great footage of it that I've seen yet. Um, but for me, yeah, it wasn't. It was like a guy like who, who basically in his head, I'm going to get back to that, and I'm going to be able to do it, and I'm going to get up there. And then he he basically realized, you know what? This is going to be close enough. But basically, here's the things we do know, things that aren't opinion you know, uh, or, or subjective. Vinny promised he was going to play the 83 Rio Show. Why? I don't know, but that's what he fucking said. That did not happen. That is not my opinion. Uh, he was going to have a full band that he apparently was already working with. He did not play with a band. That didn't happen. It was a backing track. And Ace and Bruce did not find out about that aspect of the performance until not too long before they were to join Vinny on stage. So it was a bit of a surprise for them as well, which is why I'm speculating that the promoter probably got hit at the last minute with his nonsense too. At that point, you make the best of it, and if people enjoyed it, great. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. I bet you in the moment, just because of what a fucking disaster this thing was going through, and, and knowing my my you know my own personality, I probably would have loved it. Uh, I, I would I would have been convinced at eight o'clock he was never going to show. Um, th- did that go through your head? He's not coming. I mean, listen, the speculation ran rampant throughout the uh hotel mm. right because everybody's speculating things from he didn't show to he's renegotiating the contract to <laughs> i mean everything now to be fair i never heard from anybody uh and not that i'm so connected that i would hear but i never heard from anybody that Vinny was the issue um that that's why he went on so late. I never heard that. I'm not saying that that isn't. But the he went reason. on early, but late. How well, he went. On, yeah, I mean, he went on super late. He's supposed to go on at seven. He ended up going on close to nine. Uh, and you know, there were two other bands that still needed to play. Yeah, and they uh, were supposed uh, to play at seven, and they were asked to accommodate him. You know, his schedule change. Yeah, so according to the promoter, <laughs> they're the ones that changed the time slot because they wanted to take the tank down once he was done playing. Um, that makes no sense. It, yeah. I, I, that is no. like, uh, save, you. Ha- by the way, the other thing I need you to do is say it was you. This is all, I mean, I look, I, say what you want again. I, maybe even yeah. people had a good time. I don't care. It, honestly, that, that's not my point. I'm not trying to piss on this. But that makes yeah. no fucking sense. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. You take right, that so. fucking tank down after this whole event's done. I mean, that thing is yeah. big. Yeah. The tank did look cool. I'll yeah. say that. <laughs> I'll say that. But, you know, I yeah. talked about it on our show, and, I, and actually I uh, had a conversation with Sinzak where I don't know that I've ever actually shared this hot take uh, prior, but anybody that listens, this is not new to them, but uh, not a big fan of the tank. I, I think con- conceptually, it's 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 a really cool idea. The yeah. drums on the top of the turret and spinning around. But any video I've seen of it, it looks great in pictures and posters. But the the few videos I've seen of the creatures and look it up to her, I'm like, eh, kind of looks like a, kind of a small, tiny stage. I don't know. Just it's not the worst stage in the world, but I I don't revere it. Is probably a better way to put it, as much as a lot of Kiss fans do. Yeah, uh, you know that was my first Kiss show. Okay. 
Um, but but so. to your point, absolutely impressive what they, they, they put together. It did look great. when you find out that there's no band or was there, there talk of that before uh no there was no talk of that he was just you <laughs> still didn't know even when you walked in because all he was doing is just going to, to town shredding so you didn't know whether a band was going to come out later it was weird man I mean, you walk in the door and he's <laughs> shredding. I mean, even even before they open the doors, he's shredding. Then they open the doors and you walk in and there he is on top of the tank shredding. <laughs> it's just weird, man. He's wearing the makeup. <laughs> well, so here's the other thing. Because this, ta- uh, because this tank was pretty large and yeah. the stage was pretty large, by the time he stood on top of that tank, he literally was like at the ceiling yeah, of the I've conference room. Seen the pictures, yeah. And the the lights, they could only hang the lights so high, so the lights literally were focused on the, on blinding the crowd. Wow. So you could never really see. Uh, it oh, was, I, I get you. It was just weird, dude. I, I mean, he was wearing makeup, I guess. I, I couldn't really see that well. You would have had to been front row to see to get a better take <laughs> from him, and and I was not front row. Did you try to take any pictures or video? <laughs> Do we really want to get into this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely! I want to look. You did what you did. Whatever. It's, uh, there's nothing legally that can be done. I mean, uh... let's just say let's just say I tried to, and I got accosted and assaulted and almost thrown in jail. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! I, I like that. That's that's one another thing that I am like for all the people that are calling everybody who has a problem with any of this stuff just haters. I'm look if you have a no camera policy, that is part of the that should have been part of what you're saying when you're selling fucking tickets to this thing to drop it on there the, the, just as people are walking in and then to treat people the way they did. 
dude, it's, here's what I'll tell you, and I'll share this with you, okay. and then I'll tell I'll tell everybody else to go to the Grown Up Rock podcast for the full story because it's kind of lengthy. But here in here in a nutshell is uh, the deal. Uh, there was never any communication about no video or no photos. And in fact, earlier before the festival ever happened, uh, somebody asked the promoter whether it was going to be okay to do that. And he said, yes. Anyway, and I'm not a big video photo guy when I walk in, but you know, I want to capture a little bit of historic moment on on uh, this would be a, an area that I think needs to be documented. It's like there's been so much conversation. Oh, I went to Vinny's special SIR studio and he was amazing. You guys yeah. are all haters. It's yeah. like <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I walked in, no mention of videos or anything. I walk in, it's dark, Vinny's shredding, it's loud, and I pull out my phone. And I start to shoot a picture, uh, a picture which I never took, by the way, um, and almost got my phone slapped out of my hand by a security guard, then told to leave uh, the, the <laughs> venue, then grabbed and escorted out, then had the cops called on me. Um, and told me I was going to be arrested for um, trespassing um, (laughs) (laughs) if I didn't leave the premises immediately. Now, I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) There's a whole lot of stuff. So for further details, if you haven't checked out the Growing Up Rock podcast, check that out. But suffice it to say, you did get back in. Uh, Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I only ask that because otherwise it won't make any sense when I ask you a little bit more here. Uh, so yeah. uh, it, it, it seems like Bruce was a, a little bit better sport than, than Ace was, but Ace came out and basically did what he agreed to do, so I, I can't really shit on him too much. Um, well, you know what? You've been around this, this kind of stuff for a while. You were actually in the room. What is your personal uh, opinion on Vinny's playing, like how would you, like do you, was it good, solid, great, bad, whatever? All right, you're a guitar player. I used to be a pretend guitar player. Uh, when somebody plays really fast, uh, usually they're playing scales or something, right? Yeah. Uh, they're running, you know, different things. When Vinny plays fast and. I can't say this is really that much different than when he played back in the day, but it just sounds like this. So when I was first learning how to play guitar, I thought it sounded cool and I could do. (laughs) But that doesn't make me a guitar player. No, I I know Uh, exactly what you're talking about. The first time you get a little bit of dexterity and you can kind of do that speed picking and then you just move the other the fret hand wherever. You know what I mean? Okay, correct. So that's what it sounded like to me. Uh, if you think that's amazing, awesome. I know there were people there crying, <laughs> grown grown men crying. That's because so, their t-shirt was too tight. <laughs> so, so put it this way, I I think that um, that there were people there that were amazed. There were people there that were um, uh, offended, uh, and. You know, where you stand on all of it is is 
you know, what, what you expected to mm-hmm. see. I mean, you know, success comes in many different forms, right? Uh, to me, there was a little bit of success in the fact that the guy showed up and got on stage with an electric guitar. Agreed. Success, you know. Um, failure. He was supposed to play with a band. He played with a drum tack and a bass player. <laughs> failure, you know. So it, it's all on what you expected, and it's all on what your criteria of success is, basically. Well, and also people um – Man, we've become so polarized when it comes to anything. And, and it, to me, it's kind of embarrassing when um, we're talking to, about people our age that you can't like understand that. like Because I think people who were critical of it still had a blast this whole weekend. Uh, that, that was my takeaway from this. It was like if you had an honest assessment of Vinny and just told the story as it actually happened, that made you a, uh, like just like a negative dick or a hater in some people's eyes. And, but but the reality is, like, from what I get, like, yeah, you may have hated this. You may have loved it. You may have been a guy like me who would have just enjoyed the shit show that it became. I would have been, like, I, I, would, I would not have felt ripped off based on everything that I've seen from a distance. I, I, I Like I said, if I could have driven there in four hours, I probably would have been there. Yeah, look, my, my thought on things like this. Uh, and I'll throw things like Mork into the mix on this. If you are paying, uh, uh, if you're paying for an event like this and going to an event based on one single thing, then you you might be disappointed. I never take that approach um, because usually the approach is I'm going for the hang. I'm going to see some music <laughs> and I'm going to end up enjoying some of it. And I always do. I mean, I listen, I'm not the hugest quiet riot fan in the world um, at all, really. But this is the first time that I saw them with Jizzy Pearl. I thought they were fan freaking tastic. Like the last time I saw them was with Kevin Dubrow, uh, which has been, you know, ages ago. But uh, this new version with Jizzy Pearl and with Rudy back in the band, I, they had high energy. They sounded good. They, they were short and sweet, meaning that they did like, you know, 40, 45 minute set wham and bam and, and out. And, um, I just, you know, I thought they were really, really good. Jizzy Pearl to me. I mean, there were a couple songs where I turned to the guy that was with me and I was like, he sounds exactly like DeBro. Because mm-hmm. he did in a couple places. I mean, I couldn't tell the difference in a couple of places. Uh, and he's a pretty good front man, you know. So I was, I was, they, they probably were one of the surprises of the weekend for me. But you're also like a, a really easy guy to, to, to please when it comes to replacement singers. that's right i'm willing to accept as long as it's good i'm willing to accept and you know look here's the thing you and i were both getting older our heroes are getting older they're not going to be around forever so we can either we can either live in the past and go okay we saw them they had a good run that's it and never see them again 
or we can continue to hopefully find that cheap ticket, go see whatever's left of the band and expect it to be performed pretty well. I mean, the perfect example of this is Foreigner, right? I go to see Foreigner probably just about every year. There's nobody original in that band, but they sound fantastic every time I go see them. get into that steven that is one of the uh uh let's let, 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 let's pause for a second and reset the episode because you're basically setting up for uh, uh one of the the conversations we're about to have here uh you and i have had uh a lot of beefs man uh I'm, i now i think a lot of it is one-sided like i just have these things and like you're unaware of it and just go about your life blissfully which is probably good for you but but you know i like to bring it into my 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 own podcast and, and call you out as you know uh playfully but but, but every now and then you, you you drag me in um um, and so let's start with that. Uh, one of my uh, one of the recurring themes that might be coming up on this thing is that like yours and many others' inability to just move forward instead of looking back. I mean, you see Foreigner every year for what? What? What are they going to play a song you haven't heard this time? time? You talk about we could all be stuck in the past. Sticking with Foreigner. With no original members is the epitome of being stuck in the past. What what, what is the draw? This is the first beef we're going to try to squash today. Stephen Michael versus Jason... Or just Stephen Michael versus Baco. I called myself Jason there. Wow. Uh, and that is old music versus like moving the fuck on and letting... Leave, put the cow out to pasture, man. All right, so I'll start with this, right? I don't look at it as not being able to move forward because clearly I move forward with all kinds of new bands, right? I support new music. You know this very well. Hey, real quick, give me two. Oh, two, two bands I support? Some, some two new bands. Two new, two new bands. Two new bands I support. How about Garish and the Chronicles and um, Heat? And if and if heat's not <laughs> and if heat's not new enough for you, then how about no no a band no, no, no we'll, 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 we'll take those two. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think anything on Frontiers Records is really can't can't count, even if they are a new band, because basically Front. But by, by the way, 
Absolutely love Frontiers Records, love what they do. But that it is basically just a continuation of the past. Frontiers Records seems to exist to basically release albums by a lot of the artists that we that we kind of grew up with and that are still kind of doing stuff. And the other half would be like to supply them with supporting acts when they go out and tour. It's like it's like Striper needs an opening band. There's fucking heat. You know what I mean? So I, I to me, I, I all these bands that are bad simulations of the bands that we grew up with in the 80s is not exactly embracing new music. It is like clinging to the old style. I mean, uh, Steel Panther, new band? Okay, so so here's what I would ask you then. Are we saying, are you saying that if it's on frontiers, it shouldn't be considered new or good? Pretty much. <laughs> wait, okay. whoa, 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 New. Well, that's no, no, no. that's no, 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 no. no. Uh, there is a lot here, of really, <laughs> really good stuff on Frontiers. Uh, <laughs> that's very elitist of you. Uh, that oh, sounds yeah. like rock I've and, never been that called that like before. And, <laughs> that sounds like rock and roll snobbery, uh, Baco. <laughs> do, you, do you have we've met before, Stephen? You know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't pay that close attention to the labels. If I went through all the new music, I'm sure I could pull out other bands that aren't on Frontiers, but I don't have it in front of me. And as you know, there's boatloads of crap that comes at you literally every mm-hmm. day. So Correct. Uh, the, the bottom line is, uh, you know, at Grown Up Rock, we feature a new band a new song (laughs) every week on our podcast we support new music we have episodes that are dedicated to new bands yeah and and, and i always see frontiers records thank you for that (laughs) yeah yeah, look that's i I I need to stop picking on frontiers records i need to move on with my argument apparently i'm yeah i mean i would be lying if i said that wasn't a bulk of it but they are also doing the uh lion's share of the work out there for our kind of music which is which is cool i'm not saying this music doesn't need to exist in these bands Bands aren't relevant and that none of it's good. Right. But let's use Motley Crue as an example. Motley Crue comes out, the shot at the devil kind of like hits people like you and me in 1983. All right. It wasn't like James Gang part two with a new producer and younger people. It wasn't the Beatles being repurchased. And and a lot of it is just the fact that, that it's been 50 years since basically rock and roll exists and all that stuff. Frontiers does kind of focus on people our age of, of our interest and stuff like that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But to me, that is not in the same vein as saying like, like when you go back to what got you into music, it was new stuff. It was something that people weren't doing elsewhere. Punk rock was, was fresh. You know what I mean? And there really isn't anything on frontiers records that you can say is fresh. I just listened to the new Jeff Scott Soto and it, I couldn't really say anything about it negative other than that. Like, I don't remember any of it. And he's a fabulous singer. And this was a well-produced, well, I don't know, recorded record. I just, it was like, there's nothing fresh. So, so I mean, I, I think I understand what you're saying and I hear what you're saying, but I also would tell you that at 57, which I am, <laughs> I, I like rock and roll. I don't need plagiarism, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I want bands that sound like the bands I grew up with or that I love. I don't, it's not, it's not that um, I don't want to hear something new. 
I just I question what's going to come out new in rock and roll that sounds so different that I really like it. Now, there's been a couple of things. You and I saw eye to eye very much on that uh, Royal Republic album two years ago. Yep, actually, I just knew it a couple days ago. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that, uh, and that was kind of. I don't know, disco that's, means that's rock where, yeah, and roll. That's where, yeah, like pop disco with, with guitars and stuff, you know. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. I think we both liked um, we both liked the Royal Blood, is it? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it, right? Uh, we both liked that record as well, and that's a little bit different. But overall, I mean, I like heavy riff-oriented guitars. But to me, I that's like, Royal Blood. I, I, think, I think that is heavy. That is riff-oriented. Now well, it's polished, you know. You, you right. can you can put a, a sheen on something, but man, the, the the riffs on that record are undeniable. Yeah, I like I like uh, you know I like big melodies and big hooks and and vocals I can understand and stuff like that. I'm not saying that that Royal Blood isn't any of that. This really has nothing to do with Royal yeah, okay. Blood. I'm just saying I'm saying in general that's my my taste. I'm a very I've said it more than once uh, before. I'm a very meat and potatoes rock and roll guy. I like ACDC. I don't care. Give me the same ACDC record over and over again. I dig it. Turn it up to ten and rock. That's what I dig. I dig those big easy fat riffs uh that i can hear on guitar i you know i'm just i'm i am definitely out of the two of us i would say i'm definitely much easier to entertain uh, <laughs> that's just that's just me you know? i don't know if that's accurate but we definitely are entertained in different ways um yeah. and that's for but i'll tell you this uh i i, I can kind of describe my, my core um, the things that I like about music, but the problem is that like it's so generic that like it also describes a ton of stuff I fucking hate. Like I, to me, it's it comes. I, I love basically guitar driven, guitar driven hard rock is is kind of at my core. But I like a lot of other stuff. But that doesn't mean everything that does that is is good. To me, it's always about does it feel inspired? That that's what gets me. You know what I mean? And and, and I don't know how you quantify that because it can be an old back, like like that first Sweet and Lynch record on Frontiers Records. Uh, I thought was to me that felt fresh. That felt like Michael Sweet and George Lynch were actually more involved working together than they actually were. But it, it felt like well, this is kind of like something kind of. And then the second one comes out, and it's like well, this is what I kind of expected from the first one. If I'm being honest. I don't know how to say it other than that. It's it, it's just like does does it feel does it come across like the artist did this because they have a passion for this particular song, this record, this recording, or is it like well I need to do something else because streaming revenues have died in the last thing I did. Well, isn't that ninety percent of it? I mean, let's let's <laughs> let's not just if you're going it. to see Foreigner every year, Stephen. explain that so let, let's go back to that a little bit because you didn't let me you didn't let me really explain my views on that like so here's my personal opinion on that uh foreigner um we'll we'll use foreigners example there are many others out there but foreigner Fair enough. Uh, has put together a great band that sounds great every year i see them 
I like foreigner music, so no matter how many times I hear Jukebox Hero. So, yes, I go probably once a year, and the reason that I go once a year is, one, it's usually a fairly cheap ticket, like 20 <laughs> bucks for a lawn seat, which now I we're like. we're talking. It's usually a summer concert, so it's usually a shed. Uh, it, it's usually a good package, meaning that there's one or two other bands that I like as well. The last time I saw Foreigner, it was with White Snake and Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin experience. Great package. Three bands for 20 bucks out in the beautiful sun on the lawn. I love it. So that was one reason. That's why I kind of go every year to that type of thing. The other reason why I think that those types of things are very good is because it allows uh, the fathers and grandpas like yourself to take their younger <laughs> kids, right? To take yeah. your, your younger kids and get them into rock and roll. Uh, and that, to me, that's very, very important. I mean, I do uh, really... Um, look at things like that because i worry i worry about our overall uh you know genre if you worry then your support should be elsewhere now I, but why can't why can i not support both why do i have to oh, support you, oh, first one of all the you, other you absolutely can i'm actually going to concede concede one point um basically if you're telling me i can see foreigner because i like him enough you know what i mean um for 20 bucks, outdoors, nice night, sit on a lawn, have a couple beers and, and check out that, that, I'm okay with it. But to me, I still get, it's such a sticky wicket that we, we aren't being more particular about who's in the band. Like, because... We can't be, though. But, but I mean, no, 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 hold on. Let, let, let me finish. I think it's ridiculous to think that, that uh, some of these old bands, we're not going to get the freaking guys. These guys are freaking 80 now. That's not what I'm saying, though. And I don't think that's what people who are being critical of this are saying. It's like, because the, there are some, uh, there's a couple cover bands. Pop Rocks is one locally. They do all, they dress up. They do all this stuff. They put on a big, hairball. Puts they play to ten thousand people uh, every Fourth of July in Duluth. We're going again this year. Uh, it's exactly the environment you're telling me. But they're not saying we're Led Zeppelin, but we're, we don't have Jimmy Page, we don't have Robert Plant, and and to me they might as well because they can play it. And it's ridiculous to think that Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, and John Bonham and and are you well, you know I mean John Paul Jones, who I meant to say, are going to dig up John Bonham and and play just as good. They're not. But that's not so, the fucking point to me. So that is the is the point that they're using the name instead of calling themselves like a tribute band? What is, is the, the point? Well, it's just sort of. But like, what was the point of having a name at all? Like, <laughs> do, do, do the performers matter at, in, in, in this situation? Because it just it seems to me like that should be a distinction without difference. Like, it's not the fucking Beatles if it's you, me, Loose Cannon, and Sonny. You know what I mean? It just isn't. It, it is if we. It is if we owed the name. <laughs> I'm not speaking legalities here, and you know that. But well, yeah, but but it is. It does come down to that. I mean, it is a business, uh, Baco. Yeah, now this. you sound like you're on three sides of the coin. I know it's a business. My God, right? I, I, so you, so you know it's a business. So. 
Uh, I mean, that's... Well, the that's old, what, yeah, fair enough. You know what? Burger King's going under. They should just fucking change your name to McDonald's because it's a business. <laughs> they don't own the name, though. Oh, well, you know, just buy the name. Oh, you know, fuck it. Just buy, buy, buy. Be shitty. Be crappy. Be whatever. But just, you know, it, it, well, it's like, it, what? where does the line cross? There has to be something. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this thing that you've cared so much about in life, the thing that you're so passionate about, that you're so drawn into, where is the line, Stephen? Like, how, how so, deluded does it have to get where you're going to go, well, I'm not going to go check that out. Well, so what would make you happy? I mean, what is what is the what is the ultimate uh, uh, fix here? Because hmm. I go I go see cover bands that are cover bands, they're tribute bands, and they say they're a tribute band. And if they play the music, I enjoy it. I have a good time. Uh, so, you know, what's I guess what's the difference is that your point is that we should just go see tribute bands instead of some of these bands touring. I, I don't know where you're. Uh, where if you're going to have some get. authenticity, uh, you you should just do what I would do, which is just go out with your own version of Mitch Malloy's Van Halen experience, and that's how you spend every summer. Yeah, you know, that, that that I'm because Baco is doing that now. I have I'm doing Mitch Malloy's Van Halen experience. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I mean. <laughs> I, it, that's all well and fine, and and I get where you're coming from, but, I mean, you and I both know, and I hate to go back to it, but the promoters aren't going to pay for Mitch Malloy's Van Halen like they would play, pay for Van Halen. So sure. you're going they to shouldn't. use... Yeah, you're right. You're going to use. You know why, Stephen? You know why they shouldn't? Because it's a business. It's the music business. Right. You shouldn't pay just because it's Mitch Malloy. You you right. want Van Halen. I think discovery is, is the key. I think we have to let music evolve as it evolves. Uh, I take pride. It, it's maybe I feel fortunate that both of my kids got into basically metal, but they they didn't become diehard Kiss fans. They didn't like the shit that I liked. Maybe I exposed it to them just by living my life. But I I think our generation is unique. And by the way, millennials and zennials, I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about Gen X. We are probably the first generation that seemed to give a fuck that our kids were super into what we were into. can be some kind of middle ground there where we kind of push forward with new people you're worried about the future well foreigner isn't the fucking future man that's the past you know that's what i'm getting at that doesn't mean you can't take your kids or in my case my grandkid to enjoy a foreigner show they're great songs fuck it yeah and my point is is that you can have both uh, you can have the past and you can have the new and if a kid gets dragged uh, to a foreigner concert and sees foreigner and then discovers 20 new bands that are similar in the same van in the same vein it's keeping the genre alive it's moving the genre forward and that's that's to me where it all starts i mean right now it seems like pretty much everything out there is processed uh just crap 
music and you know i know there's a little bit of my old man coming out uh in that but uh, i still appreciate a band that writes and plays their own instruments whether it's something that i like or dislike uh i i still appreciate that and i don't i don't know that that's what's being spoon-fed in society these days that's all gut feeling on on the future of rock isn't positive but largely because of technology because um technology has aided pretty much every other genre of music except for rock um i mean it, it still has but not to the extent you guitars are still expensive amps are expensive uh you know it, it takes a lot of time to get good you know what i mean and that really isn't the case unless you want to be like one of those uh I guess in, with country music, even though most of these guys end up playing on garbage, uh, those those Nashville country musicians that are hired guns are, are are fucking legit musicians that can do a lot of different stuff. Um, but they just pop in like, hey, I need twenty seconds of steel guitar for this song, and they just nail down the perfect thing in about ten minutes or whatever. You know what I mean? But with rock and roll, to get you, know, you it's driven generally band driven. You know what I mean? There, I mean, there are solo artists, but. Uh, as a genre, it's about the band and it's about four or five people working together. And all four or five people have to have kind of a similar goal, ambitions. They have to have the same level of ability to a certain extent. I'm sorry, Poison. Um, but, you know, the, the, the reality is, is that technology hasn't helped that. It, it won't. It still takes, you have to start when you're 15 and hope you, you're, you're good by 20. You know what I mean? And then spend a lot of money. It, you might as well play hockey for as much as it costs. You know what I mean? Do you, you realize the average cost of a hockey stick nowadays? I know you, you live in the South. Uh, okay, I grew up playing hockey. Now, you could spend 50 bucks on a hockey stick if you wanted to, but you could also get one for six, seven bucks. I was, I've been in, like, uh, there's a place called Shields and then uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, they're, like, 300 fucking dollars. I'm like, what the fuck? What if you break this thing? Jesus. Yeah, but anyway. anyway. It's becoming like golf, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. You got another cheap sport to get into.
I'm going to call that one a kind of a, a push because I think you made a couple points that I agree with, and uh, and I, I'm way less mad at you about it now than I was. Uh, uh, so uh, well done, Stephen. Now I I've only done the beef squash one time before, and that was with Ken Mills, and he took a different approach than you did, although not too dissimilar. But you know, uh, first of all, he played a he played uh, ignorant. And then he also just talked forever that we I forgot what what I was mad about and then uh, I, I had nowhere to go. But fortunately for you and I, we have a couple more to get into. But before we do, let's talk about how I'm not sure that you're employed anymore because it seems like the only job you have is to defend uh, Eric Gronwall, the new lead singer for Skid Row, I should say, the guy who's holding place anyway from your favorite band, Heat. By the way, what the hell, man? It's like here, here's the backstory for people, and this is not a beef. This is me where I have a little fun with Steven on social media. Is that like at least three times I've seen some kind of like watch Skid Row's new singer, like on Bravers or Blabbermouth or whatever, uh, sing... 18 in life and then the first comment is like this guy sucks and then below that is like Stephen Michael you suck <laughs> <laughs> let me just back up a minute um, to give you a little uh, uh, backstory Please. Please on most do. of this used to be that I would just keep scrolling on Facebook and just not pay attention because you and I both know that the amount of stupidity that's being spewed on Facebook is uh, monumental. Anyway, uh, especially where it regards to music, which is pretty much the only place I stick. Uh, and so I don't know what's happened over the last co couple years. Maybe it's been COVID. Maybe it's been the lockdown. Maybe it's been, I don't know, but it seems like I'm growing a shorter and shorter fuse on these comments, and I can't hold my tongue anymore. So I decided uh, a while ago that I was going to have a little fun because I think that's what you do a lot of the time anyway. I do uh, a ton of this. Yes, I, <laughs> but I, I, I call myself a troll, but I literally never say anything that I, I don't actually believe. Yeah, yeah, well, say, almost the same for me. Right. Yeah, that's that's correct. But uh, so I've gotten to the point to where I'm just letting some things fly. Why? Because fuck them. That's why. And, uh, by the way, 100 percent support. Go. Yeah. You, be, you be you. As long as you're willing to deal with it. <laughs> that's right. So uh, as it as it relates to Gronwall. Um, I saw, I saw heat back in 2019 on the monsters of rock cruise. And I saw their first show in, um, what they call studio B, which is a little bit smaller place. And I, I knew some of the music, but I really didn't know much more about the band. Uh, I didn't know, you know, I just knew that a lot of people were like, you gotta see this band. Don't miss this band, blah, blah, blah. I went to that show. And I walked out of that show feeling like almost a 16-year-old kid that first time that I saw Van Halen. Now oh, I was going to say masturbated, but okay. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're, they're as good as Van Halen. That's not what I'm saying. I'm what pretty I'm saying, sure that's going to be the blabbermouth headline tomorrow. Stephen Michael yeah. says uh, <laughs> yeah, he's better no. than Van Halen. No, what I'm saying is that feeling and you know what i'm talking yeah, about sure. that feel feeling when you're 16 years old the the kid came out horny and that's what they and, call it in minnesota horny yeah 
I mean, look, he came out and commanded the stage. I'll, I'm going to let that pass. <laughs> he came out, he commanded the stage, and there was an uh, aura about him, a confidence about him that I hadn't seen with a lot of music these days. So I was excited about that. He was energetic. He nailed the vocals, which, by the way, are not easy. He's a fantastic singer, and anybody that can run around that much and still hit those notes, I'm like, wow, this guy is really good. And I walked out of that place thinking, this guy is amazing. And the second, I, I saw him somewhere on the concourse, and I knew their second show was on the pool stage, and I said, you know, you're going to have a tough time topping that show on the pool stage because it's a lot wider open and and i don't know if you're going to get the same vibe that you had in this place and he just he he looked at me kind of chuckled and he said challenge accepted <laughs> and and oh he's a how i met your mother fan challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah exactly a swedish uh how you met your mother fan anyway he nailed it and so <laughs> I'm a big supporter of this guy, given the fact that he, you know, he had uh, the bout with cancer and sure. he's dealing with all these things. I think it's pretty incredible. You know, you knew he was a fan of Skid Row. So in a lot of ways, he's sort of living that that rock star movie life and good for him. Uh, and, you know, everything I've seen has been spot on. And I've seen. You know, I saw Sebastian on the Slave to the Grind tour, so I saw I saw the band in their height with Sebastian, and Sebastian's good, but I just really feel good. like yeah, he's pre he was pretty he's good. Listen, he he could tend to be pitchy at times live, uh, and so I think uh, that this guy, given time, if he has time to really get confident and really feel like he belongs in that band. Uh, that he will probably be the best front man that they've ever had. And that's just my personal opinion. Everybody's opinion differs. Sure. Uh, so these idiots that come on, that these are, the, these are the people, this is what's wrong with rock and roll. The idiots that come on and go, there is no skid row without Sebastian or uh, saying stupid shit like it's a tribute band when Rachel and Snake are the ones that wrote everything. I mean, just give me a break. This, these are people that don't understand the history, just spout stupid shit out there. I saw some post by somebody today that said uh, Sammy Hagar is the last real rock front man alive. Oh, that's kind of silly. Yeah. I'm thinking that is the stupid. Was I, that? I, I'm guessing that was Ian Wadley. <laughs> no, <laughs> not. I, I responded back. What does that even mean? And and are you saying that he's the he's the last one out there alive that's performing? Mm. I said, what well, you know, that's a stupid statement. I basically said, I said, there's a ton of front men that are still yeah. working the boards and are doing a fantastic job. That's that's just dumb. So uh, it really me uh, supporting Eric is really aimed at all the dumbasses that just spout off stupid shit. Uh, and and that's really all it is. Well, a, a couple of things to you, you poured a lot out there uh, that, I, that I want to touch on. One, I think uh, I deserve a little bit of credit because I uh, 
I didn't go the route of like this isn't worth worth your time because you know I I clearly would be a hypocrite there. I do this nonsense all the time. I I, I spent I literally for a hundred days in a row commented on this daily video that uh, um, uh, the guy from Growing Pains uh, the. Kirk Cameron, I just put every time he did Is a that live the Jesus thing. Yeah, he I did a live <laughs> he did a live video every day for 100 days by a campfire, and I would just type in some message about dick in a box. Uh, so I clearly <laughs> ha- have have no problem with with uh, taking on some of that. That's way more a waste of time. Um, but so so I, a little, little pause there. Anytime I've chimed in on you, I've never kind of attacked you that way. I've never actually attacked you. I've just kind of like kind of made fun of the, the idea that you 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 love this guy uh, <laughs> more than I love I my, my cat. I think my response to you was quit ruining my <laughs> yeah yeah. No yeah and I said troll. fair enough. You know, and, uh, and I think I left you alone after that. But it wasn't the last time I saw it. But you know, you and, and look is I'm chiming in because I'm your your, your friend and we can have a little go back and forth but like i'm actually kind of proud of you i'm like this is kind of cool this guy's out there just like every time i see something this motherfucking steve michael man fucking amazing singer um and i'll tell you this not from you but i've definitely heard your synopsis of him as the next skid row singer from the last couple skid row singers as well and that if anything my comments just kind of come from that like well let's just settle down uh i've actually changed my tune a little bit i think there's more of a chance that he's gonna wake up one day and go like i i can probably i'm still young i don't need to be in skid row i think there's a they're more likely that's what the path that happens than he gets fired but who fucking knows? I mean, it's about personality and working together than it is talent. Now, I don't think there's been a problem talent-wise with previous singers, but but I think visually this guy is herky-jerky and weird to look at, man. Um, and and I only mean on stage when he's performing. Like you just see I, a picture of him, but I don't see what's wrong. He's a good-looking guy, I, tall, skinny, fucking. I, I totally get it. I know exactly what you're saying. I'm saying that. Um, uh, give it a little bit of time. The herky-jerky thing will probably settle down. And then also it comes off a little differently live um, <laughs> because I, I thought that too. Like I uh, I saw it on video and I was like, okay, well, yeah, some of those are his moves. That I get that. But that was so much better live than on video. Uh, so that's all I can. That was the mushrooms can, wearing off, Stephen. Yeah, well, if that were true, I would tell you. But yeah, no, uh, <laughs> <I would tell laughs> too old for that. I don't need to see spots. But uh, no, you know, I haven't. I never saw all the Skid Row singers. I never saw Harnell. I saw everybody else but Harnell. Hmm. Um, I never. I I thought Solinger was okay uh, coming off. You, of you ever notice that he like he he stuffed his pants, but it was like this weird like round grapefruit. It was like it was like nobody's like crotch looks like a like a, a small bowling ball. At that anyway, so I don't know what's I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, um, yeah, you know, I thought he was okay. I never really thought ZP uh, uh, fit the band. That was a little. Oh, uh, they finally for me. found their singer when they got him. Yeah, so I, you know. I don't know. Uh, I do tend to agree with you that probably uh, this is an eventual stepping stone for Eric. uh, And hopefully it'll last, you know, hopefully it'll last uh, two or three albums and, and, you know, at least five years or more. I was going to say two or three albums at the pace they're going. That means he's going to be in the band until he's in his 40s. 
So well, I have a feeling that uh, maybe he'll be a light under their asses. So we'll see. We'll see what the uh, I heard what that the from the band themselves before. Uh, by the way, that you you want to talk about comments about him echoing from previous singers? It, the band members have all said the same bullshit they're saying uh, now about the guy who's out and the guy who's in. So um, you they're, know, tra- they're trained PR guys, of course they are. Yeah, it, you know what? Freshen it up. You know, that's just like that's just like uh, uh, what was it that I went on online and posted about the other day? Whenever they talk to any any singer or any musician about a new album, what do they always tell them? Every, it's the best response, one we've ever done. Yeah. Every every fucking response. I mean, seriously, I that's but why it, I, honestly I think that's more I believable think, than like okay, but singer six is the guy. Singer five is actually more like four and three than we thought he was when we said he was better than four and three. Uh, Just, because you know what? You're involved. You you created something. You pushed it out there. You know what I mean? Uh, of course. Just once, I would love to see... We all see- know you're talking about Def Leppard. <laughs> uh, just once, I would love to see a band uh, or a singer come out and go, yeah, this latest album... It's really kind of a big piece of shit, but you know, you well, is that, enjoy is it. It, again, everything has to be one extreme to the other with the world right now, right? Why can't it be like really, this? Really psyched about this record, and then that be enough? Like, why does it have to be like? I think this might be the best thing we ever done. You're definitely. It doesn't have to be the worst thing you've ever done. I mean, that would be you know. To me, not saying it's horrible makes more sense than saying it's the best thing you ever did from a PR stance. Uh, agreed. Or to quote your uh, co-host, eh, not that bad. Oh my God, <laughs> you, you're pissing me off. That is my quote.
my friend, we have two beefs to squash and not a lot of time to do it. So the first one is one that you kind of tagged me in on Twitter and attacked me. You actually called me a liar, Stephen. You called me a liar. In most cases, it must have been true. What did I say? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll say this. I, I may be full of shit, but I'm not a liar. Uh, and I definitely in your opinion in my yeah, <laughs> yeah I forgot I'm talking to somebody from Georgia facts are opinions uh, right <laughs> allegedly allegedly you shared some tweet that of course you had to tag everybody you know in on um, and it, it regarded about like something about look and, and I'm paraphrasing it's been a while we're actually digging up some old beefs here some to the effect of like Man, don't you wish how awesome MTV was always? It was always awesome, and it was the greatest fucking thing ever. MTV never didn't suck, and it was always cool. Now it sucks. It's just all this stuff. And I'm like, MTV always sucked. It just sucks a lot more now. To which you replied something along the lines of like, you're so full of shit that it's revisionist. You know, you, you're just trying to look cool now. Like, who didn't love MTV in the 80s? And I'm here to tell you, Stephen, me. Why don't you make your point before I shred you? Okay. I don't remember ever saying that MTV was always awesome. MTV had its moments in the 80s, absolutely, especially for- You definitely said something along the lines of, like, who didn't love MTV in the 80s? You're a liar if you say anything different. No, that that I I believe is true. Who didn't love MTV in the 80s? Yeah, I think that's- This guy. uh, I think that's right. And you said that guy, and I said, dude, you're just trying to be cool. Yeah, I remember that conversation. Uh, But- I never said that it was awesome all the time. Because Fair I enough, remember, but I, I think you I can remember waiting until you know three o'clock in the morning just to see that black and blue video, right? <laughs> oh my God, you're you are you? I'm sorry, you're making my argument. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> just uh, it is what it is. But I mean, look, that was your opportunity to see some of your heroes back then, which you didn't get a chance to see. Uh, so yeah, I, I I'm mean, sorry. Do you think, like MTV or do you like seeing black and blue on television? Those are I two like different things. Wait a minute. I like black and blue. I'll stand by black and blue. I, I like I, that. Albums. Wasn't a shot at like black, black and blue. Pick your, pick your poison. Wasp kiss Motley Crue. All, all, so, with, uh, like I, I guarantee you've had an, uh, uh, at least at one point on your show mentioned how you guys play music that you're not going to hear on the radio. You're going to play songs that the radio doesn't play. Yes. Is that, uh, is that a fair we, generalization? We try to play deeper cuts, yes, uh, for us to say that we never play anything on the radio. No, 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 not never, but you're going to hear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's. You you know what was more limited in scope than radio? MTV. Radio gave you all genres, all formats. Now, I'm not defending radio as a great source for deep tracks. I'm saying MTV was basically, it's like, well, you sit through... Like you said, I'm going to stay up till 3 a.m. to watch the black and blue video because they're never going to fucking show anything I like during the day. <laughs> the The fact of the matter is, is that it was new at the time. I mean, I, <laughs> that's all I'm going to tell you. Right. And but that's a different point. The majority- yeah. The first time I saw MTV, I think I probably watched it for about five hours straight. There you go. You're making my point. <laughs> 
No, 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 no. That's the first time I saw it, and I was like, what is this? This is new. And then once you realize what it is, once it becomes what it basically became, it was like, okay, this is basically out of 24 hours, if I actually just picked out, removed the commercials, now you're down to 11 hours. <laughs> MTV had a ton of commercials. The, the point being, let's just break it down to the videos. 95% of the time, it's going to be things you don't really care about and probably higher because even when they played the bands that you liked or it would or a genre you like, let's put it like that. Like, let's say you're like, like us, hard rock and metal, right? You're yeah. going to see a ton of Bon Jovi and Def Leppard and it's only going to be the same three videos. And then even the Headbangers Ball, it was like, well, here's your opportunity to do it for two hours late on a Saturday night, and you still want to fucking shoehorn in the crap you're already playing all the time. Well, I, th I think if you look at it that way now, yeah, I mean, it's definitely that, but we didn't look it was at that, it that I way. I did. I absolutely did. I I was like, there's not enough on here. Look, I might have it on, but I'm not sitting in front of the fucking TV. You know well, what I mean? Uh, it's like, it's how what? I watch NASCAR now. I'll put it on. You know what, Bacos? Baco, kudos to you. You're an idiot savant. Props to you, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> but, the re but the rest of us <laughs> watch A bunch of fucking TV. sheep. Yes. <laughs> we liked it. When Play we hysteria one more time. Oh, come on, kids. Fucking, <laughs> you give love a bad names on again. Ooh. <laughs> What, Don't worry. What do you, what do you, After this, do you we're only going to have to sit it. through Debbie Gibson, Madonna, Cindy Lauper, Bruce Springsteen, uh, some late David Bowie video, Elton John, uh, and then maybe they'll play Winger. <laughs> but more yeah, than likely, it's going to be pretty, Def Leppard. That's pretty much how it went. Exactly. It sucked. Well, but but it didn't suck then. Looking back now it on sucked it in 2022, it sucked. That's what I'm trying to tell well, you. You did point out earlier, you're easier to entertain than me. <laughs> you didn't think that way back then. I did. Nah. And everybody I knew did. It was like, hey, did you see that? Look, we definitely talked about the cool videos, 100%. I remember like smoking in the boys' room coming up and like on the like, – like the people who saw it first or like Hot for Teacher by Van Halen, we talked about the videos that we wanted to see and things of that nature. And I was definitely like you. Like they, like they would say like, we're going to play the new Ozzy video and Saturday at six o'clock. We would sit and wait for that. You know what I mean? That stuff is very accurate. But to me, that didn't make MTV good. The fact that they played so little of that made them at the very least not for me. Well, it was cool for me.
let's move on to the big one. Okay. Here All right. So now this one, we, we, we probably should reset a little bit because some time has passed. We had actually talked about uh, covering this beef uh, much closer to it. I think it was 2018. Do I have the year right? Yeah, it had to be that. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely pre-COVID. So. All right. So we're talking about the Dio hologram tour. We both were able to actually witness it in person, so that actually helps our argument. Um, you you um, have basically a more positive opinion on, on it than I do. Now, my my co-host uh, LC, he definitely uh, he's always, he's he's definitely been pro. A hologram. So before this was even like a thing that I saw or knew much about, I, I'm anti-hologram. I, again, much to the point that I talked about earlier, are we that desperate that we're, it's like, what happens when all the guys in Foreigner that are alive now are dead? Are we just going to do hologram Foreigner? At what point do we say, I really enjoy Foreigner's music and I don't mind if a band plays them live, but Foreigner isn't Foreigner. You know what I mean? And so, to me, I've always felt uh, um, it's a bit disrespectful, especially when the person's dead, to basically come up with some kind of way to monetize and and do a live show uh, with the hologram. So that was my first objection, without ever seeing it, without ever witnessing it, and uh, and then I got to see it, and I have a, my my opinion of it changed even uh, a little bit because now I had a problem with the actual product. Now, I've explained my side. Why don't you explain your side both on that then? Like what you thought about it when you first heard about it and then when you actually saw it. And then we'll get into our, our beef. Uh, I mean, not thinking about it from a long-term standpoint, just thinking about it as just um, uh, something niche to see, you know, just something whatever, something different to see. Uh, uh, that's my original thought of it. Uh, so I was curious about it. I like Dio music. That's the biggest thing. So, uh, you know, and then when it was sold to me with the fact that, look, it's not just a tape and a Dio hologram singing. It's actually a full on live band mm-hmm. with actual live singers. And then. Whoa, whoa, Dio. whoa, whoa. Uh, OK, carry on, carry on. And then with Dio chiming in every so often on tape and Holla Dio, that's uh, uh, yeah, copyright ho- Baco. <laughs> Holla Dio chiming in every so often uh, on on a track. I thought, okay, well, I'm interested in this. Uh, why not? Uh, so I went. I don't think it's any big money making thing based on the amount of crowd that was there, or the and fact gotta, that it, you haven't seen or heard a sniff that this is coming back. Right. And I got a free ticket. So cheap, cheap for me. I got a free ticket. Love Hate was opening, which I was excited about. Absolutely. Uh, uh, so Love Hate open. I saw the Dio hologram thing. Uh, and if people don't know the setup, it's basically they've got the hologram off to the side on a stage on a riser. And they've got a full on. Now, band, now which, from just real quick on our show, it was dead center behind the drummer. Um, the drummer is a little off to the side. Simon Wright was set up a little off to the side and the hologram thing is, um, it's almost center, but sort of a little to the left. I'm just making sure that we, we both had kind of the same setup. So at your show, it was still kind of behind the drummer. Yes. 
Well, not really. The drummer was off to the right. Fair enough. Uh, it was basically, uh, I, I don't remember. Dio was basically almost dead center, if I recall, but it might have been something like you were saying. But it was definitely not frontal. Um, yeah, I, I'll go with that. I think that's correct, okay. what you're saying. Well, we uh, saw and, two different shows. They might have set it up differently. Okay. And keep in mind, we're seeing this, you know, we're, we're recollecting three years ago or whatever. Yeah. Four years ago. But um, anyway, it was it's a set of – so you have the, the stage floor, but then you have another level on top of that. And then I think there might have even been a third level uh on the riser but i can't totally remember that i know there was at least two risers um and you have craig goldie on guitar i don't remember who was playing bass you have simon wright on drums and then you had um oni logan and ripper owens doing the singing for some uh, reason you had two lead singers but let, 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 let me shift here at least to get to the beef here's the beef folks beef squad the beef was that, like, Stephen Michael said, look, who cares? It's just a night out having fun, having some drinks and hanging with your family or, or friends and stuff of that nature. And my beef was like, this is okay. This is good enough. Now, it turned out neither one of us paid to go see this thing. Uh, I was also able to take my wife for free. Uh, and I enjoyed Love Hate too. But the point is that, ha like, nope, stop right there. Hashtag good enough. I win. Thank you very much. Next. Squash. <laughs> you just said that you went for free and got to take your wife, and I went for free and got to take my wife, and I said, hashtag good enough. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but but this thing wasn't meant to be something that they would just go out and do for free. Uh, there are many ways to enjoy an evening. Let, let, let's assume you and I both paid the thirty nine ninety five that they were charging at least locally, uh, and and so you 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 spent that. You bought your wife's tickets. So that's eighty dollars. Live Nation and Ticketmaster come in, and now it's four hundred and thirty eight dollars. <laughs> the hologram disappointed me it looked like a cartoon it had nothing three-dimensional about it the fact that it was buried way in the back ruined it and i don't understand what is the fucking point was the hologram tired did the hologram need to rest his voice why is ripper owens here in his monster hat in his monster wristbands you know Ripper Owens presented by Monster at the Holodio show, even part of this. Why is Oni Logan here? D d d quick, because quick. if it wasn't, uh, and I'm sure it's something that has to do with technology, but if it wasn't, then you and I would be sitting here bitching and moaning that we paid just to see uh, a backing track. Uh, with Absolutely not. That's literally what I went there to see. I went to here to see. To, I knew... Dio is dead. I know when I see the holograms sing, that microphone isn't real. Dio isn't real. I'm not hearing his real voice. I'm hearing a recording of Dio with the hologram presented. So the, the most important thing was the hologram, which looked two-dimensional and buried. It was back of the stage. It was so unimpressive and cartoonish. And the fact that it couldn't do the whole show, like half the fucking night was one of these other two guys. And they don't sound like Dio. What's the, what is the draw? The draw is the hologram 
of Dio, and it looked bad, and it wasn't even there all night. Half the songs, he wasn't there. He just disappeared, and Craig Goldie stood on one side, which was great, by the way. I love the live band aspect of it. That that was kind of cool. If you're going to do this, that was better than like doing like the Tupac thing at the Grammys, where it's just everything is fake. At least you have a live band, and you pipe in the Dio. You know it's fake. It's not like you're being lied to. It's not like you're seeing heat. <laughs> did you did you expect to see something different? I mean, I knew that was how the show. Well, went. no. I mean, I, are you asking me if I knew ahead of time those guys were going to be performing? Um, I definitely did. I did not expect them to be as dominant during the show. It was at least half, if not more, of the oh, songs totally. were were them. I thought they were there to kind of add some flavor, maybe some depth, and, and, and I, some credibility to the, the, the live performance. I had done my homework, so I knew that the Dio hologram was only present during, um, I don't know, maybe three songs or something like that. It wasn't a ton of stuff, so I knew that ahead of time. I knew that uh, the majority of the set was going to be Ripper and Oni. I'm not sure about the two people, but I will say that the show that I saw that I was kind of surprised how decent Oni sounded on the Dio stuff hmm. uh, in the show that I saw. Anyway, I thought he sounded pretty good. Oh, I also, I, 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 they sounded fine. I, I wasn't criticizing their performances. I also appreciated the set list. I thought the set list was cool because they mixed in a little bit of rainbow and stuff like that. And not just like, uh, not just uh, man on the silver mountain, stuff like that. I think they did. Um, I, I think you're dancing rainbow. around the the, 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 obvious question here, Stephen. What, it's, what is the question? It's like, it's a fucking hologram. It's literally just like pushing a power button and letting him go. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Why do you need Oni and Ripper at all you shouldn't it's a backing track it's it's pre-recorded did mm -hmm. the hologram lose his voice he's like i need to go back and and, and suck on some lemons and and some some throat lozenges oni and and uh ripper go out there and cover me for a couple tunes i'll be good after a couple songs i i i don't know the answer to that only i can tell you my perspective and my perspective is that they no 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 the, the question by the way the question isn't why did they do it my question to you is why did, why, why do we want that I okay. don't it's just so, a Dio hologram why do I why does he ever leave I don't want that okay you keep changing the question on no me. I didn't it, yeah, I went did. to see the Dio hologram why the fuck is Oni Logan and <laughs> and Ripper Owens part of the show. I don't. I didn't come here to see them. It's like so going it, to see Vince Neil and being happy that he went to Chipotle for twenty minutes while so, Slaughter, without Mark Slaughter, played Zeppelin and going, man, I, that's what I wanted. No. So Grandpa Bago is the question. Grandpa just, Bago, my God, it's the Dio Holla. I let me clarify the let me clarify the question. Is the question why isn't the hologram on the full show? 
Yes. Okay. That's. I just want to make sure before I. Well, answer. no, 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 so no, no. That, the so question isn't why isn't because that is more of like a, a behind the scenes thing. It's like why are you okay with it? That's a better. There you go. Why are you I'm, like? Well, I kind of like seeing this. Like that. No, no, no. Everybody I'm, who goes should go. Like that sucked. I'm okay with it um, from a standpoint of well, one. I don't know that I would pay to see it again, but I wanted to see it then. Um, and why was I okay overall with the performance? Because uh, I like Dio music. It was a cheap ticket. I enjoyed seeing what the hologram looked like. I agree with you to the point where, yeah, it wasn't the perfect technology yet. I think they'd still need to uh, define the technology a little bit. But I thought it was cool what I saw. I mean, I thought it was okay. Uh, I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the live band. I enjoyed having Oni and Ripper there singing because if I just paid <laughs> to go see a hologram and only got a backing track, I would not enjoy no, that. No, you're putting words in my mouth. Uh, 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 live uh, band uh, absolutely was cool, 100%. I came but, to hear Dio's voice. And yeah, see a and fucking I hologram. I didn't come I to see Ripper to see Owens that. promote fucking Monster Energy drinks. I don't need to see just a, a live band with a backing uh, vocal. I saw that this past weekend with Vinnie Vincent. <laughs> I saw and that. I how many times have you seen Heat? <laughs> I've seen Heat plenty of times. Yeah, that's why well, you've seen twice. it then, too. Plenty is. Plenty is. I've seen Heat four times. <laughs> what about it? Well, you said, talked about bands with the back with a backing track vocal. So, oh, come on now, they they sing. They might have keyboards on the backing track, but they sing. I don't trust any of that anymore. Uh, but come on, man, Stephen, this whole thing was about the hologram. And it, as far as like, I'm sorry, but I'd saying I like Dio music. You might as well. Do you own CDs? Do you have a CD player? There's other ways to enjoy Dio music. Again, yeah, but Dio put music yourself live. in the mind that you just spent $480 to go see this thing. I would never spend $480 to go see it. So that, Why? That, because it sucked? I wouldn't spend $480 to go see Van Halen. Fair so. enough. Would you pay? Would you? Let's let's just make it 50 bucks. Would you pay $100 for you and your wife to go see Hologram Dio? Uh, $100 in and out the to, door. Yeah, $100 yeah. in and out, and you got the show you got. It looked like it looked, and Ripper Owens and Oni Logan sang more than Dio. Mm, I don't know. I'd have to be bored. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, see? Probably see, not. Yeah, all right. I've already seen it. I'm All right, this it. is the first beef I think that, that goes my direction. I th I, I think uh, I, I've given you the other two. I've conceded a little bit. Actually, I didn't, did I? You're simply the best. Better than all the rest. Your beef with this isn't that on point, though. Well, well how is it not on point? You really, I mean, you're not, you're arguing, I, I'm not even you, sure what you, you're arguing. You supported this and said it's worth it, and you said people should go out and do it. For but free, it yes. I don't, out of curiosity, yes. Did I say For that 40 in? fucking bucks, that's why they were giving free tickets away at your city and my city. I said it was okay, and Love Hate was opening. Okay, now I'm going to have to, I'm going to pull up the episode, I'm going to throw the rewind tape in here, and I'm going to fucking quote your ass, and you're going to fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what I said. I'm old. That was four years ago. <laughs> 
Uh, well, of course, you know I love you, um, and it's always good to have you back on, uh, and 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 thank you for your time. Take a quick second here, um, uh, while while we catch our breath from the whole holiday thing. Promote yourself, man. Where can people find out more about you, the Skid Row singer Eric Grunwall, and uh, <laughs> how super cool he is, and of course the Grown Up Rock podcast. All right, so it's really simple. If you're listening to Cobras and Fire podcast, then you can find Grown Up Rock podcast on the same platform for the most part. Uh, we release a new episode every Sunday morning for the week, and that's where you can find us. Our podcast is basically hard rock and metal themed episodes, and occasionally we'll do an interview or two. And as far as Heat, I would encourage you to go out there and check out Heat Live from Sweden on YouTube just to check out and see what they're all about with Eric Gronwall at the time. And, yeah, I think that's pretty much it, right? I don't have much else to promote. I don't have any mugs with my picture on it or (laughs) T-shirts with my picture on it, so... He should. He should. <laughs> Eric Gronwall does. I saw him pushing him the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, as always, it's a pleasure. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Say, of course, give my best to your your, your lovely wife, Jen. But uh, you want to get out of here, man? Yeah, man. Let's do it. All right. Rock is not dead. But Holodio is coming to a theater near you. tell you is the one the first time that you threw that rewind thing in there and it rewound and played whatever y'all were arguing about i almost spit my coffee out i was pissed because i was driving down the road i was like god damn it